0: Hey everyone, Crunch here with a quick pregame reminder. The Kickstarter for the Imperium's campaign setting is live on Kickstarter. There is about one week left. It is fully funded, and they are working on knocking out those stretch goals. So if you like what you've been hearing with our actual play, go ahead, swing on over, check it out, and find something that you like to back this very cool project. Thanks for listening, and enjoy today's show.
1: You can continue to hear the the pinging and ringing sounds, and so yeah, it's not hard at all to find. It's um, again, it's basically like an oversized barn, open to the front, and there are four blacksmith stations, pods. I don't know how the blacksmithing works, set up, and there's essentially there's four blacksmiths that are working in concert. Each one has two or three helpers that are helping uh, bellow the fires and you know bring ing- ingots and quenching and again, whatever actually happens at a blacksmith shop is happening here four at a time and then there's a sort of a an aged but still physically intimidating male who's sort of over watching them and you get the sense that they're probably apprentices and you know maybe journeyman he's the actual master and he's sort of watching them and, and every now and then he might step in and show them a hammer strike or kind of you know give them a lesson as as you're walking up and seeing this and uh, from what you can tell most of what they are either making or made is things that you would expect in any fishing village. There's going to be weights, uh, anchors, spears, tridents, you know, fish hooks. You don't really see anything weapons, armor related, but that doesn't mean that they couldn't do that. But it's not primarily what their business would be for. Um, so as you get a little bit closer, um, there's actually a, a, we'll say a youngish female, like thirteen, kind of comes out and sort of greets you at the door. Good day. What can we do for you? Tully's smithy.
2: Does she, like, stop and stand in
1: my way? So, yeah, I mean, she's not, like, trying to block you, but she's almost like a like a cashier. Like, she's trying to service and, and you know, keep you from interrupting the work and that kind of thing. So she's truly interested in what you need, and she's going to try to help take care of you. She's looking at Galenius because you were somewhat in the lead. Good evening.
2: We were told that you have maps.
1: Maps? We're... We're a smithy. She looks around like she's confused. I, I
2: apologize. Uh, we don't really have any need for metal work or even weapon finishing at this point. But we were pointed in the direction uh, that, that you might have some maps hanging on your building somewhere or inside your building. We're, we're not from here. But we have some traveling we need to do. And I'm just trying to get in the right direction.
1: Um, wait, Wait here? And she'll turn and scamper off. And you see her go to the... The the gentleman who was sort of running the smithy. And they they converse and he looks up at you and it's sort of the eyebrow thing. And then uh, he'll start making his way toward you. He's um, bare chested, but he's got like this big uh, apron on. Definitely older, but still well muscled. Is clearly a man who's smithied his almost entire life. Bald head because that's just the classic trope. And uh, he'll come out and he'll give you a grin. A couple of his teeth are missing, probably from a horse that kicked him at some point. And uh, he'll give you that miss, you know, half-toothed smile. Maps. What do you want maps for?
2: My pardons for interrupting your work. We're not from here. We just came in on a ship, and we have to go inland. I was told that you have some maps or some drawings, maybe of the area, and just wondered if I could eyeball them before we leave town.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how accurate they are, but my uh, my pappy, he left the office. I haven't really cleaned it. There's some there's some maps in there. I never really paid much attention to them.
2: Uh, I understand it. It's not your usual request. Like you said we don't really have any need of work, but you know we'll we'll throw a couple of silver your way or a gold, even if um if you you know if if your time is worth that much. Uh, it seems you are pretty busy. Uh,
1: he'll kind of look, you know, in each of you, sort of. Sort of weighing you and then say, uh, How about just you? These other two can wait here.
2: I'll look back at those two, see if they have any objections.
1: I don't have any objections.
3: I'm currently looking at the wares on display. Have fun.
1: All right. He'll, All right. Uh, you get the sense he's still not exactly sure what you're asking. Like maybe he thinks there's something clandestine. Uh, so he'll take a couple steps backwards, and he'll actually pick up a smith and hammer and drop it into a loop at his belt. And then he'll kind of gesture for you to go in front, and he'll point in the right direction.
2: I would just think to myself that that's probably something I would do, have a weapon on my side. Maybe i have my shield on my back and uh, sword and hatches on my belt myself, um, and I will walk in the direction he points.
1: Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's not... Most of this building is the open-air smithy, so the, the office back room is kind of small. doesn't take you long to get there. You can smell, you know, the fire, the pitch. There's hay. There's animals probably they are being uh, shot at some point. they still got the salt air kind of mixing all that together. But it smells like a blacksmith shop. Uh, there's a small office with a door. He opens it up, and, yeah, very clear on the wall, there's some very old invaded, like, cloth maps uh, that you generally recognize as your area. Uh, And there's one that's labeled Safe Harbor. And then it sort of shows the rest of the peninsula. It's not a very detailed map. Mostly it shows the rivers. um, But there is a few dots and some faded lettering. uh, But you can't make them out specific. I mean, you can't clearly see what's what.
2: Can I walk up closer so that I can see them? Or are they just that old that they're illegible?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, if you want to walk up a little bit closer. And he'll kind of come up behind you now that he sees that you seem to be genuinely interested in them. What exactly are you looking for?
2: Just a, a path. We have a, a city that we were told um, that we should be aiming for, but just the name. We don't really know what direction it is. Well, uh, what's what's the name? And we were told to head to Inskittering. Does it is to show why? up on the map? Have you ever heard of it?
1: Yeah, but why?
2: We have a friend that said that uh, we need to be there. He's got some something going on there.
1: Well, he'll he'll kind of point and. You can't quite touch it, but you can clearly point to the dot that you recognize as safe harbor. And he'll just sort of trace his finger over maybe about five inches to the right. And there's a faded dot there and there's some lettering. And yeah, it could be in skittering. He's like, well, that's it right there. But those people are strange. They don't really come around anymore. I, I'm not sure there's really anybody even there. They haven't been trading with us in two generations.
2: No, that's that's fair enough. Our our friend's a bit of a calm a historian. We're just uh, we're just basically hired there to help him. So we're just trying to get our way there. But I appreciate your information, and uh, I'll take out a couple coins from my belt pouch. Are and
1: you looking to rent some animals? You're probably talking four to five days walking. Got a couple of horses I could rent to you. Cut it down by about two.
2: That's uh, that would be. Actually, that would be uh,
1: a very good thing. I would appreciate that greatly. Um, 75 per. That's assuming they don't come back. And then when you bring them back, uh, you'll get 70 of it back.
2: I assume he's mentioning gold or yeah. silver.
1: So essentially you're buying them. And then if, yeah. you know if they die, he's covered. But
2: Do I know if 75 gold is a fair amount?
1: From what I remember from my, my old days of playing, like 3.5, that was what a horse cost. So. Regardless, in the game, yes, that's that's going to be a reasonable price.
2: I mean, that's still less than half of what we what we have. I'll tell you what. Uh, why don't you get started on settling those up, and I will go tell my friends that uh, that's the price. If they have, as long as they don't have any serious objections, uh, we'll take it.
1: Sounds good. You'll reach out a calloused hand.
2: Absolutely, I'll meet it.
1: All right, big gruff shake, and you walk out, and you find Sin and Phelan still. Basically, outside, Phelan's been looking at the wares. It appears to be expertly made, not, not magical, not like Mastercraft, but this totally knows his stuff. I actually want to purchase a
3: uh, fish hook, like a small fish hook. Okay. And what I want to do with it is uh, I, I carry a journal with me, and I'm going to press it into the journal. I don't know, like tape or glue or whatever is equivalent to this world and have it permanently affixed to my journal. And this is why I keep a dialogue of all of my travels that I've been to. So, like two copper, you can get
2: a fish hug. Oh, I actually do need to uh, replace a couple hand axes uh, that I lost uh, <laughs> fighting <laughs> molten lava creatures. <laughs> <laughs> but by God, I'm glad I had that 20. Yes. All so, right. a couple extra gold. Um, uh, well, let's so, right, have your scene first. Yeah, so. so you, um,
1: you walk up and you're talking to these guys.
2: So Glinius walks out of the building, and I'll uh, I'll kind of look to left and right to find Sin and Phelan, and Phelan probably got my his back to me uh, while he's looking at stuff. Still,
3: I'm I'm writing in my journal at this point. Fair enough. Uh, so I'll walk
2: over to Sin, and uh, I'll just begin by saying I'm gonna need about half of the gold we have left. Excuse me. I just arranged to buy horses um, so that we could travel. I look on the map. The guy said it's about five days walk. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in too unfamiliar territory for that long. I figured uh, he offered horses, so why not buy them? Did you negotiate them down? Seventy-five gold apiece. Have you seen the horses? No.
4: Let's see the horses first.
2: All right, well, you can uh, you can try to to talk them down, but uh, now you're
4: already dealing with them. It's 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 fine. Right. She'll
2: hand you the bag, but let's just see the horses first. I'll take the bag and I'll walk over to uh, the woman that I imagine was outside still talking okay. with some of the hands. And I'll just uh, I'll pick up just two extra hand axes.
1: Okay. I, I don't know what the prices are. Yeah, whatever, just, whatever in their book, we'll figure know, it out.
2: Not, I mean, not too hard. I yeah. just, and again,
1: these aren't necessarily like weapons. These are like hand axes like you would use to cut down trees or magma men.
4: I imagine that's what his hand axes were.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
4: I, you know, I'd, I'd probably pick
2: them up and, and test them. Test them, not start juggling yeah uh, uh, <laughs> my <laughs> decks is pretty good, um but uh yeah, and i'll I'll just take them and uh kind of tuck them into my belt along with the uh other one, so I've got uh, a trio of them now, and I'll throw her their acquired coins, uh, okay, and then I'll look at her and say he's uh supposed to be saddling up horses, yeah. okay,
1: yeah, he um, and actually about that time he'll come around the building, he's got two you know they're like roan mares they're they're not. Well-bred horses. They're not plow mules. They're somewhere in the middle. They're serviceable animals. but Nothing special.
2: I'll look over to, to Sin and see if she approves.
1: Don't you know anything about...
4: She'll give you that look like this is... They're great animals.
1: They may have like animal handling or no. anything that would know horses? Not even ride skill.
3: At this point, you can, you can look up and find Phelan. He is no longer doodling in his journal. He's actually petting one of the... Uh, were they mares, you said? Yeah. paying one of the mares and said, ah, this one I shall call Daisy.
1: <laughs> okay, now there are only two of them. But they you think they're strong enough that you and probably Sin could double up. If I have to. Of course, Sen could always take one and then you two could double up.
3: Uh, either way, Daisy will make a fine steed.
2: You can have Daisy. So, Glinius will look at the look at the gentleman. Two is all you have?
1: Uh, yes, that's all I, I can let. Um, the rest are not mine or they are not in condition for this.
2: I'll look to my traveling companions and kind of make a mm, that's best we got kind of scenario. Um, and uh, I will reach in my bag and take out a, a handful of gold coins, uh, remove it because I was expecting three horses. We only get two. So I'll give them the proper amount. Uh, and I uh, said, so, well, we'll, uh, we'll make do. Uh, I appreciate your time and effort, and I don't. I'm sure your uh, your young gal over there will keep record of it. But uh, I appreciate uh, the excellent work on the,
1: the axes I picked up from her. So uh, he takes the coins, and he kind of looks at you, and you can you can sort of tell that he's like weighing a decision, and he eventually kind of breaks, and he he leans in and almost sort of in a, in a conspiratorial tone. I don't know that you should go said we haven't really interacted with those folks in a long time and there's rumors about those people that they they're just not good people so maybe you shouldn't go and he actually starts to hand the purse back to you tell me what do you mean by not good there's just you know rumors and stories that they you know practice some dark things Yeah, you know, they're very secluded they, they don't they don't like strangers. I don't know. That's just you know, wives' tales and boogeyman stories your parents would tell you. But I just don't know. It's not a place I would ever want to go, and I don't. I don't know that you three should go either.
2: Galenius will look back at the other two and smile, and uh, he'll wipe it off his face before it turns back to the blacksmith, and he'll look at him and just hold his hands out to keep the purse, and he says, "You're clearly good at smithing." Glad you're staying here, but that's my specialty, and we were paid to do a job, so I appreciate your thought and warning, but we'll be on our way.
1: A few moments later, you guys will be on your horses, kind of riding out of town, and if you look back over your shoulder, he's still standing there, kind of watching you go, and that the young girl is, is beside him, and he puts a hand on her shoulder, kind of like fatherly to daughter, maybe. And they, they start to turn and walk away as you guys are riding out of town on your way towards in Skittering.
5: The gods of the Southern Empire can cause great confusion to those who are new to the land. Travelers and even scholars often express confusion as to why those who make the Southern Empire home would choose to worship these harsh gods. Even after, the civilizing influence of the Ovatians and the Imperial Ecclesiastical Council have made great efforts to inform the populace of the greater good that can be attained by the worship of gods within the official church. Nevertheless, the population seems to be resistant to Ovatian teachings and instead sacrifice to, and fear of, their vengeful gods continues to this day. In some cases, a religious sect called the Culling has been known to violently resist imperial efforts to enlighten the people of the Asian Peninsula.
1: So you guys start making your way out of town on the horses. Uh, you do pass what appears to be an arena of sorts. That's the, the cheering crowds you heard earlier. And just from the, from the vantage point on the horses, it looks like this is like a fighting arena, but it's doesn't look like it's to the death. They're using wooden weapons. It's more of a brawler sort of thing. And a lot of the townsfolk and sailors are are placing bets. But you've already moved past that. You're outside of town. um, And you basically have a two-day ride roughly ahead of you. So what do you guys want to do?
2: Glinius notes to himself that if they've got time on the way back, that uh, that looks uh, tempting. Um, And perhaps um, he could give it a shot if, If they've got a layover.
3: Perhaps uh, make a few coin placing our bets on you.
2: Only if need be. I mean, um, if we needed to get somewhere, I just think it looks fun. (laughs) Sure. Beating the crap out of each other with sticks is fun. Well, it, it, it beats metal swords, but then again, I would expect something like that from a
4: wizard or sorceress or... You're right the first time. Anyway, speaking of that, You should not say that here. I don't think they um, are fond of magic users of any type here. That Um, makes sense. We were talking to um, Claudia, you know, the woman that you aptly ignored. Um, The prostitute? That's a term for it. And she said uh, she's... Well, she is a prostitute, but she works um, with some other person and they're trying to stop the calling. And after some back and forth discourse we may have stretched the truth a little bit or insinuated some things or Faced lied you know they're the same thing so i'll I'll mod a general approval okay yeah sure do your thing we may have indicated that we're here as part of some type of underground resistance um, fighting this calling hence the need to get out of town but definitely we should not display any type of magical or uh, religious
3: things that aren't the old gods. Right. She said uh, my display of Aesius was particularly terrifying to be doing in town and possibly deadly.
2: Well, that seems to go along with what the blacksmith said. He tried to talk us out of going. Said that the people in Inskittering kind of had fallen into dark times. Sounds pretty opposite of what you've been preaching with Eus the entire time, so perhaps I have some demon slaying to do, kind of exciting on my part. Hope you two don't get too uh scared, but it certainly sounds um like some evil business going
3: on. I agree. I'm concerned though that they would be that they would hate Eus so much, and yet here we are travelling to the temple of Theseus. It makes me concerned for what we might find there.
2: Well, perhaps our best bet would be to go around the village and kind of scope it out first and then go to the temple and maybe come back through the village so that we don't draw attention to ourselves.
3: I believe doing some rudimentary
1: scouting beforehand
3: is a sound idea.
2: Good, then we're in agreement.
1: So with just the sound of the clopping hooves of your horses on the dry-packed earth to join you. You make your way eastwardly and in, further into the peninsula. The entirety of this day passes without any real incident. I mean, you see wild animals that you would expect to see in this part of the world. Uh, the weather continues to be fairly warm and dry, though in the direction that you're going, you do see gray clouds not piling up like thunderclouds, but just sort of heavy and full and, and kind of slowly moving so they're they're not getting blown out of the area and actually uh, as you make camp for the night it does get cooler and a, a light drizzle rain starts to fall on you looks like the the rain is coming east to west toward you so it's probably been raining that way for a while and you start to hear just sort of sort of some like dog yipping and yapping sounds further off into the forest but they seem very far away nothing near you but they're they just sort of echo through the trees and through the night air. you guys want to set up any sort of watch, precautions for the night?
4: Absolutely.
2: I do want to find kind of a bit of high ground. The drizzle, try to get the the rain away from us. Okay. Um,
1: do you have like a survival skill or nature or something you could use to see if you could find that?
2: Uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a knowledge nature skill. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, let's see
1: here. 24? Okay, yeah. So you're able to find a well defended area there's a few cops of trees you know the good elevation it's sort of uh, you know angled away from you so the rain won't roll in and you're still camping in the wilderness without any true camping gear in a light rain you're going to get wet but within within your your ability you've made it as comfortable as possible and as bearable as possible so you guys won't be like fatigued or or anything like that on the next day so you get up the next morning, the rain has continued. If anything, it's actually starting to pick up uh, as you continue uh, eastwardly again, or continue eastwardly, um, the gray clouds have continued to pile up and they haven't really moved off. So the rain is getting even heavier and it actually gets noticeably colder now that you've traveled another three or four hours east. I mean, the, there's probably a good 20 to 30 degree drop in temperature. So you went from like, you know, not South Florida, but, you know, 70 mild wind and now it's like, you know, you're starting to see your breath when you, the frost of your breath, it's rainy and cold and the horses are just plodding along and it's starting to get uh, muddy. And uh, you've continued to hear that yipping and yapping sound of dogs far away, but some of, some of the sounds have gotten a little bit closer. And despite sort of the, the darkness, you think you are just getting to the barely edge where you can see buildings, like on the, basically at the far end of your sight line. Uh, There's a few lights that are probably the taller buildings. So you're still, you know, a couple hours away, but you're close enough that you can start to see it. Uh, There's sort of the fog starts to roll in and starts to obscure your vision. So you know you're not that far away from the town, but you can't currently see it. And you start to hear that yipping sound just closer than ever. And it could just be sort of echoing around in the fog. You're not exactly sure, but you think it's much closer. And then you start to hear growling sounds. And as the fog as you're still moving through it, it doesn't clear necessarily, but it almost is like it gets pushed away for a moment and you see a wagon just set off to the side of the road. And there are four humanoid creatures that are dark skinned, like fur with dog heads, leather armor, and they appear to be going through the wagon. And there is a, another figure that's sort of either pushed down or kneeling down by the side of the road uh, off to the side. So what would you guys like to do?
2: Custom for me to, to take point. Do they see us?
1: Uh, yes. They actually hear the clopping of the horses, so they turn and look <laughs> at you and they just kind of give you a, a growly smile and sort of a,
2: Do um, what I have? Am I close enough to recognize these or would I have any clue I as think to what these yeah These, these, these are
1: gnolls. If you want to give me a lore check, I can determine how much you know about them.
2: This is, uh, I guess technically it's untrained. So a five, I don't think is going to cut it. I got
1: two for myself. Fourteen. Okay. Um, You would know that basically gnolls are muscular, dog-headed humanoids. They are generally considered evil, but not necessarily. Uh, They are native to this part of the world, and they uh, are favored um, by Sin, which is the god of secret knowledge. Not not your name, Sin, but same thing. That, Very that,
4: aptly named for my character.
1: Yeah, so that's basically what what you would know. Uh, so they're not attacking you, but they do sort of eye you um, aggressively as you come into view as they're going through the wagon. What
4: about the person that's kind of being held down?
1: When he's not being held down. It, it's um, this. It's a it's a figure in some sort of like cloak or robe that's off. Looks like they might be kneeling by the side of the road. You can't tell if they've been like. like they're not laying down, but they're on their knees, somewhat bent over.
2: I'll stop our two-horse train probably about 60 feet away.
1: You're probably closer than that before you'd see them because of the fog. I'm going to say you're probably not even 30 feet away before. Okay. Yeah.
2: I'll, I'll I'll stop, you know, distance away so that there's definitely some space between them and us. Okay. Uh, I won't move the horses, and I'll look back at the other two real quick uh, and then look back. I'll keep my left hand on the reins of the horse and my right hand will slide to my belt to the, the neck of one of the hand axes and just let it rest there, and I will wait to see what they do.
3: Hey, Lynn, what are you doing? I'm going to pull my horse up next to Galenius, and I want to say, I don't wish to fight these beasts, but we must save the one that looks injured down by the side of the road.
2: I don't wish to fight either when we're outnumbered, but we don't know what that is. If I had to guess, the way they're going through those wagons, they're either scavengers or a group of brigands, and we're probably not going to get out of this without a fight. I've never heard of a knoll to be friendly.
3: You're probably correct, but all I care about is the uh, person in the robes, not much for their possessions.
1: All right, so you you all seem to be somewhat just cautiously waiting at the moment. Um, so after a couple, say like maybe a minute you hear sort of a a groan as the figure in the robe sort of rocks back and then stands up, and you hear like a popping sound of joints, and you see an, an older male, probably 50, maybe approaching 60, very uh, shaggy, grayish hair. He puts his hands on his back, and the sound goes, oh and he stretches out, and he's twisting a little bit, and he turns, and he starts walking towards the wagon, and you can see a small... Uh, like mobile shrine that he was kneeling before off to the side of the road. Uh, give me, failing me a perception check first. Roll rolled a 17. I can't find my perception. It should be in skills somewhere. That would I be think. high enough anyways. Plus two, 19. All right. Oh, 19. Um, so you would recognize this shrine to the goddess Tolhisa, And uh, that would clearly fall into what we would know as the old gods of this area, a cruel and very vindictive God and based on what you were told by uh, Claudia, very likely this person is part of the group that might be looking for outsiders. So um, he starts walking towards you, and he, you know, nice-looking gentleman. He's smiling. His hair is very shaggy. He's got a, 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 a trimmed beard. It's not like military type, but it's not shaggy like his hair. Very salt and peppery. Uh, he's got a scar on his face just above his left eyebrow. It's not bad, almost like an attractive type of scar. You know, it's not vicious but it just gives character to his face. Uh, he's wearing the robes that you associate with a priest of some sort. And um, he sort of looks over at the gnolls and he gives almost like a bark. And they sort of like, like almost drop their shoulders, almost like petulant children. And then they turn around they start working back on the wagon. And um, they're moving things around and uh, you see them sort of tilt up uh, what appears to be like a cage, manacles hanging from the top, but it's currently empty. Essentially, like if you're transporting a prisoner. And what you gather is they are breaking camp to start moving now. Uh, they probably rested here throughout the day. You knows are more of a nocturnal creatures. But he starts walking towards you. Strangers in these parts. What brings you to this road? Before he
3: gets right up on us as he's approaching us, I'm going to whisper my companions, take heed of this man. I do not believe him to be pure.
1: just passing through. On the road to where? There's nothing much in these parts. There's something though. You don't want to share company? We are strangers well met on this road. Why are you being so evasive? I wouldn't
4: consider what we're doing as being evasive so much as just... haven't seen anybody else this far and, you know, you come across a group
1: such as yours, and it gives you a bit of a pause. There's nothing about our demeanor that should give you pause if you are one of the faithful. Tell me, child, to whom do you pray?
3: I want to speak up at this point and be like, oh, but of course the great god Talhisa. You are of that faith as well? I am a newly, I am a newborn in his eyes, but yes.
1: Roll me a bluff or (laughs) deception check here.
3: Uh probably not the right word to use can I use knowledge religion
1: <laughs> uh, no
3: no <laughs> I don't think i have I don't think Just I have based off your charisma yeah oh right okay Plus four
1: I got an
3: eleven okay
1: it is warming my heart on this cold and dreary afternoon to learn that another has entered the fold. Please tell me what is the greatest gift Tolhisa has given us?
3: greatest gift is the gift of ourselves and our service to his
1: cause. That is a wise answer. And, and how do you serve the cause? What is your, your mission to be? Is that why you were on the road to Inskittering?
3: That is why we're on the road. We are on our path to find how we may best serve Talhisa. We have not quite found the exact calling of what he would like us to do, which is why we are on a path to
1: discover that anyone new to the fold would know one of the first tenets are that liars should be punished among uh, above all but only worse than a liar is a heretic one who claims the faith but does not hold it fortunately we are of the fold here but what of your friends they are not speaking i asked you fair lady to whom do you pray
4: i have not heard a calling that
1: has so captivated me yet. Unaffiliated, as they say. That's term. And what of you, strapping young lad? I see some loss in your eyes. You've faced things. Has Talisa not brought you comfort?
2: I've seen much loss. But as far as praying, I don't I'm a simple soldier. The only thing I've ever known seems to be blood and battle
1: then you should be praying to That—that That is what we need amongst our ranks. Men of the faith who can spread the word, he looks at Phelan, and soldiers to enforce that against those who deny the rightfulness of Tulhisa. The liars, he looks at Phelan. <laughs> the heretics, he looks at Phelan.
2: Perhaps it is something I will think about when I have more time to reflect.
1: It's several hours still along this road, you might do some reflecting then you know sir it would do me and my old bones good if you were to join me as i finish my prayers i have this small roadside shrine and i was just about to complete the final rites would you honor me with that and he goes and he'll he'll circle around so he's on the other side of the shrine and he'll get back down where he's kneeling and he'll just sort of like lay out his palms almost in like a prayerful uh, position but also inviting you to the opposite side of the shrine
3: I'm going to get off my horse and whisper under my breath so that my companions can hear me and just say, this is going to end badly. And I I imagine I go up and sit next, or uh, go to the other side of the shrine, lay my hands down. Uh, and
1: so I kneel down next to him to uh, start praying. All right. He kind of looks at you expectantly, and, and so this is a very, it's a small shrine. It's just uh, basically, think of it almost like those old-timey alchemical suitcases that, like, Huxers used to use. You just unfold it, and it's got all these little, like, doodads and levers and boxes and stuff. Um, and then on top of it, it's almost like a two-tiered pyramid. There's a cup of, of what looks like wine. It's very dark wine. It doesn't look like blood. Like, you don't think it's blood, but it kind of looks like blood, if that makes sense, like really dark red wine. And he sort of, like, gestures to the wine.
3: As the elder of this faith, I defer to you to uh, lead the way, as I'm still merely an apprentice
1: trying to learn. The, the passion of youth, despite its failings, should be embraced and enkindled. Despite its <laughs> So I have to ask for you to go first.
4: Are observing this suitcase, is there anything that looks... Arcane about it, such that um, there it might have the appearance of a hidden of, of of like some hit like a hidden trap or a magical trap or some, something like that on a twenty seven.
1: I'm gonna say that you're too far away to know some type of deal. There's definitely iconography of it to mm-hmm. the god of uh, Talhesa. There's definitely little drawers and slide out mm-hmm. things. Uh, you would associate it with more of like a priestly thing than a, than okay. a arcane. But I mean, obviously, you know, priests that's have totally magic fair. In this world.
3: Yep. So you said this dark liquid is in a, a cup or a chalice. It's like yeah,
1: it's like a, a chalice. Okay, I
3: will pick it up and raise it to my lips and take a sip of it. But as I do so, I'll cast purified food and water on it.
1: Now that's like, or it's going to be drink. it's going to be obvious that you're doing that. Though there's no way. To do that secretively, unless you have some sort of feat that allows you to cast spells. No, I don't think um, so. Some... I think there's feats that will allow you to do, like, silent casting or something.
2: Still spell.
1: Still spell, yeah. Something like that. So so you can not absolutely do that, but he is going to know that you did that. And he's probably going to recognize.
3: Can, can I turn my back to him, cast it real quick, <laughs> and then sip it and just play it off as ignorance to the religion? You tell me. I think that's exactly what happens Regardless if he believes me I turn my back towards him Cast purify uh, food and drink On the chalice quickly And then turn back towards him And take a sip
1: So uh, as you turn back He has a, a smile that just Sours And then he will Kind of shake his head I'm so sorry son It would have been better for us all Had you drunk the wine He's going to bark, and the gnolls will just growl. And then Magic to missile up to the face. And we will roll initiative. Okay, we have now rolled initiative. And just to sort of reset the scene, so Galenius and Sen are still back with the horses, which are on the middle of the road. Again, it's pretty foggy, low vision. Approximately 30 feet in front of you is a wagon off to the side of the road. There are three knolls on the road side of the wagon. They were in the digging in the back when you kind of showed up. Phelan got off his horse, went up, started talking to the old man. You guys had a conversation. you kneeled down in the uh, in the grass so your back is to sin and Galenius and the old man's facing you and them off to the side of the road. So everybody know where they're at? And Galenius, you are first stacked.
2: How far away am I from the knolls? We established it was like
1: um, you're roughly 30 feet. You're still on your horse. You okay. Send, I don't think anything ever said that you guys got off the horses. Okay. So you're on your horse, 30 feet away from the from them, roughly.
2: I'm pretty sure the range on my on my hand axes are, are capable of 30 feet. And if I remember right, I had my hand on them. So what I want to do. Um, is kind of uh, drop my hand to my my hand axe on my belt, and just in a circular motion take it off my belt and throw it at the nearest knoll, and uh, my off hand is going to drop down and like again in a circular motion, kind of one hand windmill is going to throw and release the axe while the other hand scoops down the shield, and I'm going to pop off my horse.
1: Okay, I think that will that sounds good. So go ahead and give me your roll.
2: Is going to be a twenty one.
1: That is definitely going to hit,
2: and that's going to be max damage for nine.
1: Your axe buries itself into this knoll's chest. It lets out a bark that turns into a whimper, and it doesn't doesn't go down, but you have definitely wounded this thing terribly. I smile. Phelan, you are kneeling down in front of the old man who just barked a command to the knolls that set them sort of alight, and then Galenius, you probably just heard, whew, 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 thud, wimp. What are you doing?
3: So, Phelan looking up, realizing that everything is gone to poop, he puts his hands together and says, Theseus, protect me. And then he casts sanctuary on himself.
1: All right. Are you going to move?
3: I'll move back towards Sinadra.
1: So, standing up, I think, takes some of your movement. So, we'll say you get about halfway back. Okay. All right, Sinadra, you're up. I rolled terribly for initiative, by the way. My highest roll was a four.
4: <laughs> okay, what I'm going to do is, is um, I will ready an action to cast a spell, and my ready action is going to be magic missile, and I want to target the old man if he appears to go to cast.
1: Okay, so with that, it is the Knoll's turn. Uh, the Knoll that uh, has the hand axe buried in its chest is going to pull it out, rush up, and actually try to uh, hit you with it. That seems like fair play, right?
2: Sure, why not? Let's give it a try. So
1: it does, it's, I mean, they have those weird sort of almost like backward knee hyena-looking things, so it gallops to you in sort of a weird staccato gait, plus it's gushing blood from its chest. Um, I
2: ready myself,
1: smiling. But it is going to take a swing, and that's going to suck. Um, (laughs) That is clearly going to miss. Uh, It's going to miss so poorly that I'm actually going to say that it doesn't even... um, you don't block it. It just misses. It's just it's just terrible.
2: I just stare at it in amazement.
1: All right. It's two brothers are going to rush up, and they're basically going to get on either side of you as well. So all three of them appear to be after you. I mean, you are the tank after all, right?
2: Bring it, dogs.
1: <laughs> Your class is like, what, 20-something? It's 22. Okay. <laughs> so the three knolls surround you, and they are barking and yipping and yapping at each other. And it's sad, really. It's just just sad. It is now the old man's turn. He begins to speak words of power.
4: Nine points of magic missile damage. So he'll need to uh, make that concentration check to keep
1: his spell. All Alrighty. Easily past that. He completes his words of power, and there are now two versions of the old man holding their chest where you just hit him with arcane energies.
3: Like two total or two more?
1: Two total. Okay. So he has made a duplicate of himself. Uh, he then stands up and moves around to the back side of the wagon, actually out of your sight. Back to Galenius. You now have Knolls on all sides of you. You're, actually, let's start with your uh, riding check, because this horse is not made for war. Let's I see jumped if, off in that last oh, that's mission. That's right, you did. I did. Not, not bad. My, it's almost like I'm on my feet. Just tuck off. So the horse is gone. So now you're still on yours, mm-hmm. but you're far enough away that you're not quite involved in this just yet. So Sounds about, Okay. So yeah. So you got three knolls all the way around you. What are you doing?
2: Um, I am going to uh, take my shield and kind of not uppercut, but backhand the knoll that I already wounded. Okay. And then uh, draw my sword and follow through with a slice across the chest to, say, the one on the left.
1: I'm good with that. So do your shield bash first. Uh, 13. That is going to miss. He's a, they actually have shields as well, so he deflects your shield. Yeah, okay. There's like a loud clattering sound as they clap together.
2: Oh, this one's actually worse. Eleven.
1: All right, so them having you surrounded just throws you off your game a little bit, and you're not able to get a full swing. I'll
2: accept that.
1: All right, Phelan, you have been sanctuaried. I'm going to say that you can still see the old man because you didn't move as far back as the rest of them, and you see he's not quite cowering, but he sort of dug down behind the wagon on the far corner of it. Okay,
3: I'm not going to do anything about that, but instead, I'm going to turn to Galenius, and I'm going to pray to Esius and say, "Esius, grant your mercy upon my friends." And I'm going to be casting virtue, and Galenius will get plus one temporary HP. Awesome.
1: All right, so it is now Noel number one again, which is the, this is the one who's still bleeding profusely. Uh, He's dropped this axe that he doesn't really know how to use. He's drawn his short spear, and he's going to stab you in the face with a 19. No, he's not. Plus, that was his natural roll. Oh, okay. Three. 22. Just matches.
2: (laughs) Hey, it only took, you know, two days for me to get hit with something. That's in game time.
3: Nine points of damage. Actually kind of eight because I gave you
1: one temporary (laughs) HP. The other two uh, are going to smell the blood of their prey and get enraged and start sort of howling and uh, slobbering. Their teeth are coming out, and they're also going to try to stab you. And I believe, since they're on both sides of you, they actually get a flanking bonus. So they are at a plus five on their roll, which means I only need a 17 or higher. I rolled a 16.
2: <laughs> miss.
1: <laughs> and a six. Miss again. So, missity miss miss. But at least I hit you. All right, Sin, you are up. You do not currently see the old man.
4: In that case, I am going to I'm going to drive this horse on over there. I'm going to scoot up into the saddle first off because I was kind of on the back of the saddle and uh, grab the reins and uh, go find the old man. You got this. Don't look at me like that. I'm going to be cursing you guys again as I take <laughs> out all the all the heavy stuff. Hey, I, I'm going to go deal with the old man who may or may not be activating the thermonuclear device behind me. <laughs> Bellinius is thoroughly confused when you said thermonuclear.
3: <laughs> I believe that's a magical spell. To... Exactly. Have you heard of fireball? Right. It's, so it's arcane. So
1: you kick your horse, causes it to jet forward, and um, once you get a little bit closer, you can see that uh, the old man is sort of hunkered down on the backside of the wagon. Doesn't seem to be manipulating anything. It doesn't like there's any hidden compartments. looks like he's just sort of watching the battle from, from there. But he seems to be whispering under his breath perhaps more words of power. So you still have an action. That's just your movement.
4: I'm just going to shoot him.
1: All right. Magic missile again.
4: For another nine points of damage.
1: Nine points of damage.
4: A magic missile is
1: deadly. Um, so that's actually...
4: Oh, yeah, 50% yeah, I think, yeah, So. You we'll... know what? One will take three and one will take four. Oh, I'm sorry. One will take five
1: and one will take four points. Okay. So Hold randomly... Roll. Uh, if you roll 11 or higher, you hit him with the higher one. No. Okay, so the first missile hits the copycat, sends it dis- disappearing, and then the other missile for four hits him. He is going to complete the words he was saying, and there's sort of like a a, a ball of light, kind of small, maybe like bowling ball-sized in his hands. And then you hear a loud He's holding a giant frog. Not giant isn't like four feet, but giant isn't like, like bowling ball sized frog. And he's going to essentially toss it towards you as it leaps. And this celestial summon dire frog is going to, <laughs> to bite you.
2: Please don't let it swallow your face. Uh, hey, that would only be fitting.
1: 20 on that attack. Yeah. All right. It bites you. <laughs> oh, this is so awesome. How's the horse handle this? We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> so the bite does one point of damage, but this is a poisonous frog. You have to make a DC 10 fort save.
4: Yes, <laughs> I saved.
1: Then it falls harmlessly after it bites you. Then it then falls to the ground and it's now at the feet of the horse. So let's go ahead and roll a horseman or a like horse riding check. To see how the horse responds to like this. Like animal handling? Uh, yeah.
4: Animal handling or riding. Which one would you prefer? Uh, I would say um, say riding. Riding. Okay, that will be a 17.
1: Okay, so the horse starts to sort of um, rear stomp its front feet. It's, it's kind of freaked out, but you're able to maintain control. You might probably do the, the brave heart sort of thing where you spin around and you're now on the opposite side of it, but the frog is still there croaking.
2: Galenius! Um, being swarmed by uh, three gnolls, um, I'm going to uh, take a chop with my short sword and a um, like a cross with my shield to see if I can connect. I'm um, going to again aim for the one that's already injured to take him out and save myself some pain. Okay, uh, and then go after the next one. The first swing is going to miss, and the second swing is going to miss.
1: They're yipping. They're they're kind of dodging back and forth. It's also because of the fog. And, you know, you just you didn't have your Wheaties today, so you're just not on your game.
2: And I'm, I must still be walking funny from riding the horse for so long.
1: So, Phelan, <laughs> what would you like to
2: do?
3: Phelan's going to attack the knoll that's already been injured with his crossbow, and I rolled a 14.
1: That's your total?
3: That's my total, correct.
1: That is going to miss. Son of a... And <clears throat> you're firing into melee. Uh, that sucks. So I'm going to have you roll again, because you were shooting the one that was directly in front of Galenius. Yeah... Yeah. Now Uh, he would crit. No, that's even lower. That's an 11. (laughs) That just would have been funny. So, okay. So, so your crossbow bolt goes a little bit wide. I got you, brother. All right. It's now the Knolls once again. So, the one that should be dead by blood loss, but is not for some reason, is going to attack you in the front. And it is going to miss with a 17. The two that have flanking uh, only need 17. I might actually be able to do this. So the gnolls uh, continue to be useless. They actually stop, take a step back, scratch their butts, check their weapons. I look at it like it's a tennis racket and they just missed a shot. Galenius just shrugs his shoulders and looks at him like, what's going on? All right, Sin, you are on a horse that's by a poisonous celestial dire frog and you're <laughs> the old man. Looks
4: down at the frog, looks up at the man, down at the frog, looks up at the man. Frogs? Really? Charm person. I need a will save from him.
1: Okay. Uh, That is going to be a 28. He's good. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) He good. He's fine. What? You don't like frogs? And he is going to use his copycat again. There's now another one of him. And he's actually going to cast bless on him and his allies. Oh, good. And now the uh, The poisonous frog frog is going to jump because it's a big jumper. And it's still going to try to bite you.
4: Is it biting me or is it like slapping me, slapping me with a tongue? Uh, I'm envisioning it kind of going. That,
3: that very tongue. well could be it. Like a tongue lash? Yeah, like a tongue lash. I got
1: an 18. All day. So you will take two points of damage. You have to roll a FRL DC 10 save. Throw. I got it. I made it. Okay. Two points of damage. Two points of damage and the save and throw is fine.
4: Ow, really?
1: All right. Galenius.
2: Galenius is going to go back to his old sword board and try to end the life of this first knoll. that's should have fallen no, over. kind
1: of is waiting. Like, they want it. They want to be put out of their misery, you know? All right, so that would be a miss. And uh, crit fail. <laughs> oh, okay.
3: Phelan. Uh, Phelan is once again going to shoot at the knoll with his crossbow. Ooh, this time it's better. With a 21. That will do it. And he will be taking six points of damage.
1: All right, so, Galenius, your face is... Splash with blood as a bolt comes halfway out the front of its neck. And there's just Kool-Aid on your face.
2: Finally. Thank you.
1: (laughs) All right. The two gnolls that are left are undeterred by this sudden loss of their companion. They are still flanking you. And they're going to try to hit you at least once before they die. But they're going to die sad and lonely gnolls with no no sense of purpose in their life. <laughs>
2: These must be level one gnolls.
1: I know. I just, you have an armor class of 22. <laughs> Even with flanking, I have to roll a 17 or higher over here. I mean, that's literally a 20% chance. All right, Sin.
4: No, I just prefer my frogs to be fried and on a plate. Magic missile.
1: All right. I'm assuming you're going to divide it up again?
4: Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go one and one. The old man himself will take uh, five points of damage.
1: Okay, and the other one pops the copycat. Mm-hmm. It is now his turn. He's going to channel negative energy at you, He's going to hit the uh, horse and you, and you need to make a DC 15 will saving throw. Got it. Roll for the horse. Four. I say my horse is amazing. Uh, the horse takes seven points of damage. I don't know the HP of horses off the top of my head, but I think it's higher than seven. So we'll say the horse is uh, weakened and starts to sort of stumble but is not taken out. And actually on his move action, he's going to bring the copycat back again. So there's now another one of him once again. Frog already... Nope, frog gets to go again too, right? Yep. Fifteen hit points. Okay, so the frog is going to go again against you. Uh, the, uh, the frog actually misses this time. Back to Galenius. How badly? Uh, I you're all rolled... in one.
4: Okay, yeah. I have really bad armor class. That's why I asked. Okay,
1: All right. Galenius.
2: Yeah, let's try this again, Galenius. Let's actually hit something, you <laughs> dumbass halfwit at this point. He's just chopping it for 26.
1: Okay, the 26 will definitely hit.
2: Five damage. And the <laughs> second swing is actually a crit. All right. that will be The good way.
1: Double damage.
2: For 12 damage.
1: 12 damage. Okay, so you bash and then slash this gnoll. Uh It actually stumbles backwards, trips over its feet, and lands with ass first in the mud. Breathing heavily, but still barely moving. So, Galenius, after you, it would be Phelan. <laughs> Power of minute.
3: Phelan sees the bloody knoll and is like, poor Ecius' creature turns its back to the knoll and turns towards the horse and casts positive energy on the horse and sin.
1: Okay, so both of you will get...
3: And also, I guess, on the frog. The dire frog gets a little bit of healing.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't have the negative energy affected, so we're going to say that this one doesn't either. It could have
3: been better. It's three points yeah, of healing.
1: It's better than nothing. It's-
3: I rolled a one and a two, so, you know, it could have been a lot better. It
1: could have. Now the knoll will shakily rise to its feet, stagger forward, and with its last act on this earth. Natural 20! <laughs> Boom! And accomplished something And in this, this life. is a times three weapon when it crits. Ouch. 14 plus three, 17 points of damage. <laughs> Woo, that hurts. And then the other one, seeing its friend having some success... Hits as well, oh. but only with a normal hit. It's a null party. Ain't no party like a Noel party. Ah, oh, so close to max damage. Cause a null party Thanks. barely ever hits. <laughs> <laughs> Six <laughs> points of damage. Jesus. You are now shishkebabbed.
2: Uh, I that that
4: uh, that's like serious wounds.
1: Sinadra. So the old man has his double copycat again. Uh,
4: I'm just gonna shoot them both again because <laughs> he annoys me. Max damage. Too bad. Five points. Five points to both illusions.
1: And then the other one. He's starting to get a little shaky on his feet. But he's Call not,
4: your dogs off and I won't kill you.
1: But he's not completely shaky yet. And he's actually going to free from underneath his robes a heavy mace and swing it at your stupid head. It's going to hit. 19 versus armor class. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm that'll hit. For four points of damage. And now the frog is going to try to... You. And it is going to... You. For one point of damage in DC 10 versus saving throw.
4: Passed. God. With a 10.
1: (laughs) Oh, so close.
4: How many points of damage?
1: One from the frog. Galenius, you have... Short spears stuck into both of your sides. Yeah,
2: it hurts a lot. Hurts what, a lot. what, um, what is it to? What is it to drink a potion? Is it a full action or is it a move?
1: Uh, if you had it in your hand, I'll let you do it as a move. But since you'd have to like get your backpack off and go through it, it's going to take your entire action. Also,
3: keep in mind you have a healer in the party. Well, Glinius did uh, scream out
2: in pain, so hopefully he hears. Uh, Phelan um, hears him as he yells, "Ouch." Among other things. Um, and he is going to try to finish off uh, the hurt knoll uh, first with a couple swings um, and see if he can survive this fight. 15.
1: 15 hits.
2: For eight points of damage.
1: All right, that will take that knoll out as well. You have now got one knoll left.
2: I'm going to take my second swing at the remaining
1: knoll.
2: Okay. The.
3: Eleven.
1: That is going to miss. Phelan.
3: I'm going to look over at Galenius and notice he's been injured. And I'm going to run up to him and put my hand on him and say, Galenius, my God, you're bleeding. Let me help you. And I'm going to cure moderate wounds.
1: All right. There is a knoll right there, but I'm just going to say that you've got enough movement. You can kind of do a J hook and go around.
3: If he wants to attack me, he can go for it. You know, I will even allow it because I, I would run directly towards Galenius. I wouldn't be tactical about
1: it. All right, then he's going <clears> to <throat> take a uh, attack of opportunity.
3: If you go down in one hit before I do,
1: <laughs> and he is going to hit, I assume with a twenty.
3: Oh, close! I have a nineteen AC
1: for six points of damage. So basically, he like is he's sort of woozy because he just got hit. He's just going to sort of turn around accidentally with his spear out,
3: and you just runs <laughs> up <at him> on <laughs> it. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is, like, the reason I wanted to give that is because my character is not tactical at all. He's just worried about the, the well-being of the party, and he's truly worried about Galenius. All right,
1: so you were stabbed by the thing, so I'm going to say that actually ends your movement there, so you're not going to be able to get to Galenius' this turn.
3: Oh, no, Galenius! I'm reaching out towards yeah. him, even though I've been stabbed in the side. All right, so the knoll that you are facing... Wait, wait, can, can I cast it on myself then? Because I just took damage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll allow
3: it. Okay, well, I'm going to cast it on myself then. I mean, I'm not going to let it go to waste.
4: Oh, no, Glenny healing for
3: you. No, nope, for me. <laughs> nope, that, that's actually for me. And then it just sucks up and just knits it way back to being fully healed. So
1: I was about to roll a uh, morale check for the Sloan Knoll that he was going to run away. But seeing as how you just impaled yourself on his spear, he's just going <laughs> to stab it in you. I mean, you're you're right there. He can't not do he that. He feels
3: so much better about himself.
1: And I missed. So he, there's too much blood on the handle, and as he goes to push his his hands, just slip. So he he basically just pushes his hands up to the head of the shaft of the spear. <laughs>
4: Wonderful. Uh, magic missile. He he didn't pop up his other image because he pulled his knife out. He pulled his his image out. That is correct. So he will take nine points of damage.
1: He is wobbling on his feet. It is, however, his turn. And he is going to cast a spell and disappear. And the frog is going to try to attack you with a 13. I think your armor class is higher. That'll hit. Oh, it'll hit? Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. One point of damage and a DC ten saving throw. Failed. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Finally. Oh no. Okay. You lose one point of constitution. Is that yeah. permanent? Um it's well it can be healed over time. You have to roll another save uh the next round up to six rounds up until you fail or up until you pass or six rounds. Pass. Okay. Alright. So that is the old man's turn. It's back to Galenius.
2: Phelan, heal me after I kill this thing.
1: <laughs> I'm actually, you would have flanking because you're on both sides of it now. Uh, <laughs> oh,
2: well, you. that's going to hit for a 27. And my second swing is going to be a 25.
1: Both of those will hit.
2: Six. And friend 12 altogether.
1: All right, Phelan. You're on the opposite side of this knoll that is severely wounded. Learning
3: my lesson of running into a spear, I will shift one, as to not get attacked, <laughs> and then I'll. Oh, how quickly we learn tactics! <laughs> right, and then cast cure moderate wounds on Galenius.
1: All right, it's the knoll's turn. He is going to run. So you can unroll your spell.
3: Galinius receives a lot. It needs to be a lot. Fifteen points of healing. Th- that'll do.
1: All right, so the knoll is going to take off. Uh, Galenia, since you do have a weapon out, I'll let you take an attack opportunity. Um, Phelan, you do not because you don't have any weapons out.
2: I don't think that's going to do it. 15?
1: Yes, that will do it. Oh. 15 is our armor class. Oh, All yeah, right,
2: that scores. four six points of damage.
1: All right, as it turns to run, you slap it in the back of the head and it falls down. Sweet. So the battle is uh, technically over because the old man has disappeared. Uh, we will stay in initiative just for a moment to see exactly what you guys want to do about that. Uh, so it is now Sinodra's turn. You were the last one to see him. He was right by you, because he had swung at you with his mace, and then he disappeared.
4: You know what? I am just going to take a stab in the dark, and I'm going to whip out with the dagger, and I'm going to try and catch him. Yeah, had I had, burnt, had, I had burning hands prepped, I would have used that a long time ago when he had those images. And...
3: <laughs> is that frog still alive? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
4: Hence my wanting to kill him.
2: I have blind fight, but I have to be in melee with the thing first to uh, have a chance.
4: The- I'm pretty sure I missed. I got a 14. All right. It goes... To- I'm sorry, a 13.
1: So, yeah. So, you, you whiff. You catch nothing but air. A moment or two later, the frog... <laughs> and then just puffs and is gone. And as far as you know, you are alone.
4: The old man's here somewhere. I'll we'll call out. He's invisible. Watch out. Well, we killed
2: all of his knolls. I bet he's fleeing. Look for footprints. Watch for anything in the bushes that we can track this guy we need to get him before he gets back to his village look
1: around all right does anybody have tracking
2: i have track plus one whatever that means
1: then then you can look for his track nine then okay there's you know with the battle with the road the the dark fog you're not seeing anything that you can say those are the new tracks that he was on so
2: makes sense that i was distracted after being speared several times
1: so do you guys, uh, if you check out the knolls, they don't have anything of value on them. They do obviously have their weapons and armor, which is okay quality. They had short spears was their main weapon. Uh, so the armor is probably, you know, full of holes and not really worth anything. Their shields might be salvageable, but there's really nothing of value on them. If you inspect the shrine that he was praying over when you when you show up, it still has a few things in it. The shrine itself would be worth a little bit, not a lot, but, but some... You find like a small notebook that uh, it basically has the, the outline of the daily rites to Talhisa. So the thing he <laughs> wanted you to do, you now have what that would actually be if you would want to take this. It's up to you. I, I will hold on to it for
3: knowledge, but obviously I will never practice this unless I'm in a dire situation.
1: All right. If you flip through the, sort of the back of the book, uh, there's also uh, some daily notes about different heretics that they have caught wind of, and some they have caught, some they haven't. And any that they've caught, there's a scratch mark through. And you do find the name Arleth, which was the person that um, Claudia was asking you to look out for. So they, it doesn't appear that they've caught Arleth yet, but they've definitely caught other people, and it probably have done them harm and done them in. If you inspect the wagon, it's basic traveling gear, so you've got food, water, some rations, uh, bed rolls, blankets, that kind of thing. If you inspect the cage, there are scraps of like flesh and dried blood along the inside of the cuffs where the last person that they caught was kept. But there's really nothing of extra value there.
4: I think we should take what we can use and burn it, then burn the rest. I agree. I do too. And They at, didn't have horses with them, did they?
1: Actually, no. If you look at the, the wagon, it had three um, yokes and harnesses. And the best thing can figure is the Knowles must have been pulling the wagon because there were no horses.
4: Speaking of horses, where's the other horse?
1: It ran off.
4: You
3: lost our horse?
2: I guess it got scared by the knolls. What do you want me to do about it?
3: We'll go find the horse. While we're burning the gnolls, I just want to say a quick prayer over their bodies.
2: I will be. I will be finding the horses, so I so I don't have to object to the knolls being prayed for. Stupid
1: beast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phelan, you're able to. Uh, cast now are you like moving the bodies out of the road or are you just casting are you just like giving the last rites where they lay in the roads
3: Uh, the way i imagine is we moved them off to the side of the road and burned the bodies and while there's like a pyre fire i was able to give a last right sort of prayer and just say you know look over these poor misguided creatures ecs
1: okay so as you're doing that uh it's not very long for Galenius, and sin you can find the horse it it ran off you know couple hundred yards at most and then just sort of stopped and started grazing by the side of the road so you're able to find it fairly easy and bring it back up as Phelan is is getting the bodies put together so the question is it's getting sort of late into the evening do you want to push on you did see what you thought was the outskirts of in skittering before the fog rolled in but the fog continues to sort of billow around you it's getting thicker it is continuing to rain do you want to try to camp for the night or do you want to push through to in skittering
2: I'm more worried about the weather and the fog than I am the people and in skittering, regardless of what the guy back at uh, the blacksmith said. So does that mean you want to push through or camp for the night? Uh, Kind of the lesser of two evils. I mean, quite literally. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I think we might as well just push through and see what happens. At the very least, if there is going to be trouble, we're less likely to find it at night and we might catch someone off guard.
3: I will, I'll I'll agree to this plan. I just want to warn you, Galenius, that I'm a little battle-worn, and my connection to Ecius is is waning right now. So I will need a rest to restore that connection. It's okay if we push forward.
2: Galenius will reach up and pat you on his shoulder, and he'll just look at Phelan and say, well, then we'll just have to put that crossbow to good use.
3: <laughs> and I'll uh, put my arm around you, too, and just be like... That's probably the right thing. I'll cast virtue and give you plus one HP.
1: So the veil will close for just a briefest of time as the three of you continue to ride your two horses down the road towards Inskittering with darkness and the fog enveloping you as the rain slowly falls. <laughs> ¶¶
0: You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy.
1: But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co host,
0: The Caleb G, at The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening, and as always, if you're having fun,